Well, welcome to another episode of Support Women in Sports. We're so happy that you're listening today. As always, Alana will introduce our guest. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode. Today's guest is Krista Hasso, and she is a senior analyst of digital and social analytics at NASCAR. So, Krista, thank you so much for coming on. If you'd like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Yeah, thanks again um, for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Um, it's, been a, it's been a long journey to get here. Um, it definitely started out um, not in the sports world. I actually started my journey back in 2015 um, when I was the youngest member on the social media team for the Pope's visit to the U.S., and so that was, I mean, not sports related at all, but that's kind of where, um, you know, my career started. And that's really what launched me into this social and digital media world. Um, my mentor then, and, and um, she was huge in the sports world. Um, I mean, she launched Shaquille O'Neal on Twitter. Um, her name is Kathleen Hessert, and she just is phenomenal. And I really looked up to her and I was so amazed about how she worked in sports and just her clientele and everything that she had achieved um, that I started to work closely with her and, and um, mentored. she mentored me through a couple other different projects that weren't sports related. Um, but then once I graduated from college in uh, 2018, I was actually able um, to work for the NFL as a live content correspondent. Um, so then that's kind of when my world shifted from other clientele outside of the sports world um, into the sports world. And and now I'm pleased to work for NASCAR as a, a senior analyst in the digital and social analytics department. So it's been a long time coming, but definitely um, an interesting journey to get here. That's crazy. How was it like, like doing social for the Pope? Like, that's wild. I was not expecting that coming into the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something that people don't um, know unless you've known me for a long time. But it was, it was really cool. I was... I just finished my freshman year um, of college when I was approached by Kathleen and um, she had said that, you know, she got the, the go to do this whole social media campaign for the Pope and um, wanted me to be a part of it. And I was like, okay, I mean, I, I didn't really know much. I didn't um, have much experience in that. Um, but I, I mean, it was an incredible journey working all through the summer to get ready for his visit in September. Um, and then when he came in September, I was in Philadelphia for 10 days, like in our social media command center, you know, managing all of like our social media platforms. I was mainly focused on Instagram and Twitter and then also community managing like our little hubs that we had out through the different cities that he was visiting in and just different places. Um, so it was definitely, it was very surreal. And I remember we were all sitting there watching the plane land um, in the U.S. and we all just stood in silence and we all just got chills as soon as we saw it because, you know, it's like months and months of hard work is finally coming into fruition. And, and it was only the beginning of, of our journey um, through that. And to be able to see him in person and um, it, it was just, it, it was definitely an experience that I'll never forget for so many reasons. Um, but it was, it was so cool to see you know, that experience, but also with like the people that I was working with, um, just, you know, so many, so many talented creators from different photographers and um, just digital media creative strategists that were with us. It was, it, it was, it was one of the best um, experiences of my entire life. <laughs> wow. Amazing. That's yeah. so funny. Very fitting. I have my Notre Dame jersey on right now. So yeah. that's it. like 
insane. I'm like, I feel like that's like a fun fact, like an icebreaker. I'm, you know, like in your classes, like even after that, you're like, oh, I, I did social for the Pope. Like, no biggie. Like my, that's my cool thing I did this summer. That's, um, wow, that's awesome. So I know you kind of talked about it with um, Kathleen and how she was able to mentor you, but what else kind of sparked your interest in like working in sports? Was it kind of more you like social media and then like got into the sports or kind of just like a little bit of both? So definitely a little bit of both. Um, I have loved sports. I mean, since I was little, um, when I was younger, I would always hang out with like my dad. My dad and I is like, we're the same person. And um, so him and I, along with like my grandmother, my grandfather, um, and then my uncles, we would all just watch sporting events um, together. And while my other cousins were like playing or just doing their own thing, I was always watching um, the football game. I mean, I'm from Texas, so we were a Cowboys fan through and through. Um, and, you know, we watched like, I'm a huge Spurs fan as well. So I always grew up watching sports and even the Mexican soccer games, like sports was always integrated in my life. And um, it's, it's something that I followed and I, I've always loved. Um, and it's, again, something that my dad and I specifically had bonded on. So just as I got older, I always loved, loved sports. Um, and then I was actually a dancer um, growing up. And then when I was in college, I was a competitive cheerleader. Um, so sports has always been there. It's just, and it was never anything really that I thought um, I could do until I met Kathleen and, and I was watching her just be this phenomenal woman in sports. Um, and so that really piqued my interest. And then, um, you know, after graduation, I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to do something uh, in the social media and digital world. Um, so, you know, working for the NFL was, was definitely like a dream of mine and something that I never really thought that could happen. Um, especially just from being just a small town where stuff like that doesn't happen. Um, so it was definitely something that I wanted to do. And then just, you know, everything happens for a reason and it, and it all worked out that I was able to kind of jump into the sports world. And I mean, I, I love it. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I love hearing like the cool thing about this podcast is hearing about everybody's different journey in sports and it's crazy, like how unique everybody's is. So I love that. Um, I guess like now kind of like shifting into your role, like more on an analytics side, like how did you get into that? Like, Personally, I'm obsessed with social analytics and data and I could spend like hours just like looking at numbers and being amazed by things. So how like what kind of led you in that direction? So, I mean, from the beginning, um, from my social career, like working with the Pope's project, we were monitoring everything. We were um, taking analysis of everything. We were looking um, at all the insights and just our different posts. And we were also monitoring, you know, the conversations that were happening around the world. Like we're just you know, different conversations, whether like if the Pope was speaking, you know, at the UN, we were tracking that and seeing like what people were saying was the, the content, you know, was it positive, negative, like, is it more neutral? Like, what are they talking about? Like, what are these keywords that keep floating up? Um, so that was definitely my first experience going into analytics. And like you, I mean, I just loved it. I love, you know, I love the creation aspect. I love photography as well. I, I love all parts of social media, but the analytics side, I think is something that, um, always, always piqued my interest from the very beginning. So as you know, we're doing all this and as we were putting out reports the next day. And um, so I learned to love analytics because I think that you can't have a good social media strategy or a good social media brand without having an in-depth knowledge of your analytics. Because if you, you can, you know, a post can get X amount of tweets, but if you don't understand like why it did well or, you know, compare it to others that don't have 
um, as much engagement or just likes to it, it it's hard to kind of understand why um, without um, understanding the analytics with itself. So. Yeah, for sure. It's such like an important piece of social that I think gets really often um, overlooked by some people. So. so now, I guess, what is your day-to-day look like with NASCAR? I mean, obviously you explain like what the analytics are and like the whole reasoning behind it, but what does your job really like entail being an analyst for social and digital? So I am actually still new um, to NASCAR. I just started within the month, but it's, it's so far day to day. I mean, it's um, every day is different. Uh, we actually just finished our season this past Sunday. Um, so we have a championship winner. Um, so there I mean, we won't have any more races until the beginning of the season in February. Um, but it's, it's very different. It's, um, it's, we have so many just stakeholders and, and it's a lot of reporting. And I mean, the numbers change consistently because, you know, NASCAR has three different series. They have like the cup series, which is their highest, um, the Xfinity series, which is kind of like the middle series. And then the Granger truck, um, an outdoor RV series. I think I messed up a little bit, but it's, it's the Granger outdoor series. Um, so that's their lowest one. So they have multiple races throughout the weekend so it's a lot of data and it's a lot of drivers it's a lot of teams um it's it's a very data-driven um role so it's it's our job is is important especially during these times of covid because um you know fans aren't able to be there and they're not able to experience that so we want to see like okay well how's our how's our social media performing how's you know like our website are people tuning in more to this um to these races because you know x y and z of just things that have happened with nascar um this year and so it's it's very data driven and it's um i have such a great team and a great boss that um they've really welcomed me in um but it's 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 cool to kind of see the background of all that and just you know there's so many behind the scenes roles that play into just a company that you never really knew until you you kind of get in this so it's it's definitely something that's um that changes day to day, but it's also very exciting. So. Yeah, I think NASCAR is really cool too because there's so much sponsorship involved, and that data is extremely valuable for sponsors and most drivers because that's where they're getting a lot of their revenue. So I think that's awesome. And yeah, I can't even imagine tracking that many drivers. That's insane. Yes, there's a lot, um, but it's 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 even just within like each different series, but it's. Um, it's cool. It's cool. It's like I always, like you said, I always kind of nerd out a little bit, just like looking at the numbers and like comparing them to last year. And so, but it's cool. Yeah. How, like looking at the numbers, like who has kind of like grown during this like COVID period? Like Alana and I have talked on the podcast a couple of times about how some athletes have really taken this downtime as an opportunity to grow their social presence. So, have you seen like any big trends or shifts? I know that you're still new, but. Um, most definitely. I think that there's, you know, NASCAR has had some big announcements um, this year. And I think that probably two that stick out the most uh, that I think naturally have just come up in conversation um, is, you know, Bubba Wallace when everything was happening um, with him during one of the races. And I think that him, you know, getting that partnership now with Michael Jordan, you know, Michael Jordan coming into the NASCAR world, it's, it's, it's a great world to be in. Um, but he, you know, him kind of getting his own new team. Um, and having Bubba Wallace come on as his own driver. And then, you know, Chase Elliott just won the championship on Sunday and he's only 24. So, you know, he's, he's still got a long career ahead of him and he's young, but 
Um, I think it's it's showing to people, um, you know, that that NASCAR's NASCAR is 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 open to all people, and that um, you know, their their change is coming, and good change is here. And um, you know, people like Michael Jordan, who you never, I never thought that he would have his own NASCAR team. I was, and I saw the headline, I was like, what? <laughs> um, but you know, he's. I think it's cool to to diversify um, to the ownership and and to show people like, hey, if you want to be an NASCAR team owner, like you can do it. Yeah, I think that's like really important. And I think the NBA, like a lot of people in the NBA do a lot of really cool crossovers with different teams, leagues, just even different businesses. Like Mark Cuban is always one who comes to mind. Like he's very prominent in the basketball world, but he also has so many different like side businesses and just business in general. Um, I guess like kind of shifting back and I know that you were with the NFL and just based off your Twitter, I saw that you were with the Panthers. Like the Panthers have a very loud social presence, right? Like they're very kind of like out there and they get pretty good engagement. Like how has it been like the transition from like the NFL to NASCAR? And I feel like, I feel like NASCAR is definitely growing their social presence and they're a league that I've started to notice. I'm like, okay, like we're actually doing like really cool stuff. It's not a sport I tune into, but they're on my Twitter feed a lot. Right. No, absolutely. I think that NASCAR, um, their social media too, has even before I applied to the job, um, I, you know, was looking, I had started following their social and, um, you know, was making a Twitter list of just like their drivers. Cause I was curious about, um, you know, the differences between like NFL Twitter, NBA Twitter. And I was curious about, you know, NASCAR Twitter, you know, how did, how did that go about? Um, and the Panthers, I mean, shout out to Amy and Angela. They are incredible. Um, they are so good at what they do. They're so talented, so creative. Um, and they really just, they rock it. Like they just do such a phenomenal job at, at, at um, the Panthers. And I know that they have a lot of um, people that work with them and, and help them. And it's, it really is a team effort, but Amy and Angela really are just two of the best people. Um, that you'll ever meet and then just so smart. Um, but it's, it's been definitely very good, um, you know, trying to transitioning into NASCAR. Um, it's very odd. I wouldn't recommend starting a new job in a pandemic. Um, (laughs) but it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely cool to kind of take the things that I've learned from Carolina, um, and adapt it to NASCAR. Um, just even, you know, if it's not directly with the role that I do, but just sharing different ideas, um, you know, about, things that like that I have that come up in meetings or um you know people ask me different questions like what can um you know they improve on just different things like that it's been really cool to to take that and to adapt it now to this um new industry that I'm in and um really help NASCAR grow and and just their awareness of it you know I wasn't too much of a NASCAR fan I have friends that work um for NASCAR uh teams but I was I mean I never took as much interest in it until this year. And I think that a lot of people are starting to. Um, so it's exciting to see, you know, NASCAR progress and, and for them to also gain um, that respect that so many other big leagues have. Yeah, no, uh, totally get you with the new job in a pandemic. Alana and I are both going through that process right now. So <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are in it and it's definitely, I feel like it's a nice time to like kind of adjust, but also it's mm-hmm. very weird times. Uh, totally get you there on that one so yeah I feel like everyone's like oh I only know like two people and it's because I've met them like via zoom (laughs) like I don't even know what our office looks like and I'm like yeah I'm like that's like really relatable like 
I have a friend and she started it. She started her job literally in like April. And she's like, I've only met my boss and like my graphic designer. She's like, that's mm -hmm. it. And I was like, yeah, that's like insane. Because, you know, you go from like working around all these different people and like working in a stadium, working, you know, with fans around. And then it's like, oh, no, I'm in my desk, like in my house. And like, that's like the new, a new normal that people have had to adjust to. Right. So Right. I know. You get it. I haven't even met my boss in person. So I've met him over, you know, even through the interview process and everything. And I was going to NASCAR. It was via Zoom. So I've been into the office um, in Charlotte, I think twice since I started. So it's, it's been very odd, but um, they've all been super welcoming and it's a really great company. So yeah, awesome. no, I totally feel you there. Like I was lucky enough to do like my onboarding process in person, but mm -hmm. like when I met my boss in person, like I'd only known him like through Twitter and like Zoom before <laughs> I was like, oh, like you're like a real person. Like it's not just like this weird simulation that we're all in. Like right. <laughs> there are real people. Juan and I still have not met in person, but that's fine. And maybe one day, yeah. one day soon. <laughs> Sydney and I keep talking about it. I'm like, I don't know what you're like, <laughs> like in real life. Like, I only know like what you're like via Zoom. Like that's literally about right. it. Uh, like we've done a couple podcasts as guests, and they're like, "Oh, do you guys have a picture together?" And like, we're like, no. "No, we have a graphic. Yeah. <laughs> we can Photoshop one." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so being a woman in sports, obviously, and being Latina, which is like amazing i love that um mexican soccer hey. um <laughs> for you well have you ever like experienced any i guess you know had to overcome any issues being a woman in sports being like a latina i feel like you know that just adds another layer like being um someone that's in a minority so have you ever had to like overcome anything like that yes a few times um there i mean I'm small by nature. I'm like five three. Like I, I'm very little, just in general. No. Um, so it's uh, you know people still ask me if I'm in high school, and I'm like I actually graduated college. But thank you, like that makes me feel better. Um, but it's it definitely. I knew it was going to be a challenge, but I think that sometimes some people don't understand necessarily like what um, kind of challenges that you'll come up. I mean, there's just unfortunately been things where I've had like inappropriate just things sent to me and it like or I was on the field one time and um it was like during a media timeout and the music was playing and Cardi B's um I like it like that like that song came on and I like wasn't singing out loud but I was like mouthing the words in Spanish because I love that song and I was just singing them and then a photographer next to me who was like an older gentleman I'd never met before never seen haven't seen him since but he was there for that reason for some reason at that game and he just looks at the guy next to him and says something like along the lines of um oh it's like people just think that they know Spanish and like they really don't and it was just I was a bit taken back by that um because I, like I, I just I don't know it, it really just kind of hit like a, a wrong chord at me because um i don't have like I, my skin obviously is not dark like i don't have a dark complexion so most people don't know that you know i come from a mexican family um and and they're like no you're mixed with something else and i was like no like mexican is all that's in me like i was born in the united states but um i'm 100 percent mexican through and through and i just don't have the skin complexion that's like you know my father does but um, that doesn't like make me any less of a Latina than, than, you know, somebody that is. And I was just 
kind of upset, but I didn't really let it get to me because I knew that um, I had to remind myself of everything that I worked for to get to this moment and, you know, making my family proud. And, you know, when I told them that I was going to work for the NFL, when I told them that I was going to work for the Panthers and, you know, now NASCAR, they just continually are so supportive um, and just so reassuring that, you know, hey, like, don't let, um, don't let anyone like bring you down because of who you are, where you come from. And, you know, my grandfather um, who recently passed away um, this summer was, was so supportive of that and just kept reminding me, you know, to um, give it everything you got. In Spanish, it's echale ganas. And um, he would always tell me that every time I'd call him and he was like, you know, echale ganas, mija, like give it your all, um, do everything that you do, just like give it your all. And he knew that. And um, that was something, and it's still something to this day that, you know, holds very dear to my heart. So, you know, when unfortunately situations like that happen or people don't think that, you know, they don't take you seriously. If I'm like shooting an event by myself and they just think that I'm, you know, this small little like high school girl who's trying to get her shots in, um, but just reminding myself that, you know, I'm, I'm giving it everything that I have. And, you know, um, me standing here is, you know, the reasons why that my family came over from Mexico is to give us a better life and, you know, to, to provide more for us. And um, in my Twitter bio, I have like just a little Latina trying to make my ancestors proud. And I mean, that's true. Like I, even through everything, like just, you know, all the backlash that you can get or just people just belittling your work. Um, I'm not there for them and reminding myself that, you know, I'm here because my family wanted an opportunity like this for me and they wanted me, you know, to succeed. Um, so that helps me kind of deal with some of the unfortunate situations, but I mean, you just, you learn from them and you grow from them and, and um, you just prove them wrong. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. I feel like me, like I'm like, I have a Latina background and my um, grandparents, like the concept of working in sports for them, they're like, I don't get it. And I'm like, it's fine. I'm like, you, I'm like, it's fine guys. I'm like, everything's good. So I, I, when you were telling me about, you know, your family supporting you, I think that's really awesome. Cause yeah, I feel like family support is like a huge thing for anybody that like wants to work in sports, obviously. Like everyone's jokes about it on Twitter. Like, how would you explain your job to your parents? And it's like professional, like type like professional texture and I'm like yeah I'm yeah. like that's pretty much what it looks like like every person that works on social like our parents just see us on our phones they're like oh yeah like whatever like sure that's your job like that's believable like whatever yeah. um yeah. So that's really funny yeah. it was definitely hard to explain to him um especially because I mean my grandfather and my grandmother they like even to this day they don't really have internet at their house um so when we would go over I have to like show him on my phone or show him a picture of like me on the field so he would understand what I was doing and you know, my grandma would, when they would televise the, like, Carolina games over there in Texas, she would always, like, try to look out for me, but I was like, listen, I'm small, like, you're not going to find me, um, so it's definitely, it's definitely kind of cool to, like, to tell them and explain it to them, it's, you know, it's something that they never even knew we could do, or knew that, like, anyone in our family would be in that position, so it was definitely, it was definitely fun to tell them about it. Yeah, that's really cool. Also, I'm glad that you're talking about being small in the sports industry because, like, <laughs> I'm, like, 5'3", five, 5'4", five, and, like, definitely just get lost in crowds sometimes and just yes. pushed around. People are like, oh, like, you're 21, you look like you're 12. And I'm like, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah, one time I had, um, it was during a game, and it was during pregame, I was getting, like, a hype video from, I don't remember what team it was, but it, was, it wasn't the, it was a visiting team. And I was, like, in the middle or on the outside. Like, I had my cell phone out, and I was, like, on the tip of my toes, like, putting my phone 
close to the middle as I could. And the one football player next to me just started laughing because he saw me on my tippy toes, like trying to get this video from above, but I was so small. And he was just laughing at me. He was like, do you get a good view? And I couldn't like answer because I was recording and I just like looked at him and was like, just nodded like, yeah. Um, but I mean, there's like instances like that where they were just laughing at me because I was so small. And then, you know, during at the end of the game, like when players are trying to interact with each other, like one football player just kind of like picked me up and moved me to the side because I was, I guess, in his way. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, being small is, is definitely not something that they're used to out there. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Like today on my like, Instagram, Snapchat memories or whatever, like a video came up when Minnesota beat Penn State last year and like, I was on the sideline doing social media and everybody rushed the field and I just took off after all the players like because I was right next to our bench and like I remember being in all the chaos and the field was storming and rushing and I like tripped at one point and I was like oh I'm gonna just like get trampled and die and like literally (laughs) one of the guys just like grabbed me from the back of my shirt and just like yanked me up and I was like Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> they just like picked me up and like moved me. And I was like, I guess this is a perk of being uh, very small in this industry. Oh, absolutely. Like, you can just get like moved if you need to. Yes. And you can get like the lower like views and just kind of sneak your way in. Um, yes. So I've used it to my advantage, definitely. Yes. There are definitely some advantages because you can just kind of like sneak through crowds. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the pros. Um, kind of like shifting a little bit back to your transition from like NFL to NASCAR for you. And you kind of talked about analyzing like what NASCAR Twitter was like, but obviously NASCAR is very much, you know, uh, I guess structured differently than like a regular like league or like team rosters Mm -hmm. like. So going from the Panthers and now to NASCAR, what was that kind of like transition for you from like team league and now like a whole you know, league, I guess, within itself, right? Because the the drivers are kind of their own team. So what was that like for you? It was definitely very interesting. Um, But I mean, it's very cool to kind of to see what it's like, you know, starting off working for a team and seeing how that team operates. Um, And now going to, you know, one of the headquarters um, and and working with, you know, some of the higher ups, people who look over, you know, like our Daytona office and just, you know, all the different regions for the different teams. Um, And so to look at it more so from like a corporate um, aspect as opposed to the smaller entity. Um, it's really cool to, to see the different pieces that come together and to see, um, you know, so many people who really put behind such an effort um, and making everything go. I've definitely learned a lot in NASCAR. It's, it's definitely um, an industry that's new to me, but I think it's an industry that is very slept on, for lack of a better like, word. It's, um, it's an industry that has so much potential, and I think that you know, I'm excited to to showcase NASCAR a little bit more and, and uh, you know, to help my friends and just people that, you know, follow me on Twitter or whatever to, to look more into NASCAR because I think that, you know, their social has been killing it the past, like, few years now. Like, their their um, social media team has really, like, revamped it up. Um, so seeing that from, like, you know, the smaller entity – um, and seeing how it's a larger team now. Like my department is, um, I'm part of the marketing department, but it's it's kind of fizzled down so much where like every person who has a role um, in the marketing department is so essential to just like, not just race days, but the overall, um, you know, success of the company. Um, so it's definitely, I was definitely very grateful to um, start off with a team and to kind of go into um, a different, uh, a different department 
but it's it was definitely really really cool to kind of see just a broader scheme of things and not just like okay this is our team these are our players like this is what we're focused on but now it's so much more than that and it's you know it's 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 bigger than you know just like our 53 man roster it's it's so many it's our 17 teams and they're you know three or four drivers so it's it's definitely very cool yeah championship weekend i mean like i'm from arizona right and i was like damn i was like if covid wasn't like i was like i would be there right now because i've i think i've gone to the raceway but i don't even think i've ever like actually gone to a race so like when i remember when they announced it i'm like oh my gosh i'm like that'd be so cool and then you know sports and things but it's definitely i feel like something i i could get back like i could get into like you said like i definitely think it slept on not a lot of people like think about it Mm -hmm. um but yeah, when Bubba Wallace and, and Michael Jordan came out, I was like, okay. I was like, this is a team I can back. I'm like, I can like have some allegiance here. I'm like, I can like follow it now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to, I guess, to become a NASCAR fan and, and see how it takes off and stuff. Yeah, welcome aboard. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think like just a closing question, and, and I think it'll it'll be good from someone like with your perspective that you said, you know, didn't go directly into sports, but kind of took a different route. What advice do you have for like a woman that wants to work in digital analytics and kind of like that more data number side and yeah, like what, what would you hope like your younger self would have known and kind of the advice to break in? Oh man. Uh, I think my first thought is if I were to tell my younger self um, anything, it would be to be patient. Um, I think that there were, you know, a lot of jobs that I'd really wanted um, a lot of opportunities that I knew I could do. I knew that I'd be great at, um, but, you know, unfortunately, I, I was turned away from those opportunities. Um, but everything that had happened led me up to this point. Um, you know, now working in a NASCAR office, like if you would have told me that, you know, when I was in college, I would have been like, yeah, you're, no, that's not me. Like, that's, that's impossible. Um, but, you know, I was graduating from college and I, I knew I wanted to do something in this world, but I wasn't sure about what it was. So I think that you know, taking every opportunity that you can to learn. Um, you know, like I said, I wasn't, I didn't jump into sports immediately, but everything, every opportunity and every event, every um, project that I worked on before my sports job really, really helped set the foundation and helped me learn and grow. Um, and I think most importantly too, is that, you know, you need to find those people that you look up to and that you admire their work and just don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, I get messages on Twitter or on Instagram or on LinkedIn. I'm just, you know, not just from women, but um, I'm like guys too, that just want to know, you know, how do you do that? How do you, how do you get into that? Um, and, you know, some people can, unfortunately are very unauthentic and they're just kind of, you know, wanting to use you just to, to get ahead. But um, I really try to help out as much as I can, especially for the people who I can see that are talented and are hungry for it. Because I, I think back that, you know, if my mentor, um, if, if Kathleen hadn't taken that chance on me, you know, I was a 20 year old girl, like just finished her first year of, of college and not really had much experience, but she trusted me enough and, and took a chance on me, um, to bring me into this opportunity that, I mean, has set up my career. And I thank her all the time. I I'm still keeping good contact with her. And I, um, as soon as I got this job, I, I texted her and I was like, thank you, you know, for, for everything that you've done for me. Um, because it definitely still is, um, a challenge to be a woman in sports. And I think that um, we're getting better at being uh, respected in this industry, but it's, we still, I think we've still got some, some long way to go, you know, it's just 
not just from my own experience, but just my experience with my friends and, and things that have happened to them and just things that you see on the news. Um, we've still got a long way to go, but um, I think that for anyone who wants to, to work in sports, try anything. And you may not end up in sports right away, but that doesn't mean that you won't get there eventually. Um, I think just learning as much as you can, being open and willing to take any opportunity um, that you feel is right for you, even if it's not you know, your dream job right away, like that's okay. I think that um, social media, you tend to think that everyone has just landed in this fantasy role, um, you know, all of a sudden, but it, it doesn't happen to everyone. It does, and it's great that it does to people, but it also at the same time, like, you know, it takes years for people to get to their dream job of what they want, um, and dream jobs change all the time. So I think that, you know, just taking every chance that you get to be better, to learn, you know, even if it's just, like, if you're a photographer and you want to be a sports photographer, shoot, like, your little league basketball team that yes at your church or like if you go to college like shoot your college games or just reach out to people um but make authentic connections with them and you know make um sure that you're doing the best that you can and you know respecting um your coworkers and and just the environment and the opportunity that you've given um but just really really just take any chance you can to learn 100% it's just like trusting the process really and right like I always tell people it's like I didn't realize like three years ago where I'd be today and I don't know where I'm going to be three years from now so just taking it day by day and and trusting really each connection and staying in contact with people you meet too I think is a big one yeah and I think just remembering you know like the journey that it took for you to get here my parents um constantly constantly remind me you know like when, like, I, I can't just believe it where I'm at or, you know, just when I'm so excited about something that happens at work or just, like, some really cool project that I did, you know, they'll, they'll humble me real quick and, and tell me, like, remember when, you know, you were crying because you didn't get this job opportunity. You know, I, um, there was the summer before I was, um, I got picked to do the Pope project. Um, I had actually applied to be a missionary at this, um, like, camp that I used to go to in high school and I absolutely loved and I knew that I could do it there and I wanted you know to really just to to go and be a missionary and um, I didn't end up getting it and I was so sad I was so defeated Um, but then you know if it wasn't for that like I wouldn't be working at NASCAR and you know it's it's a great opportunity it's a great company and so it's like remember you know you were told no but also know that it's okay and that things happen for a reason and that your hard work's not going to pay off right away, but it, it, it's going to be okay. Like it's going to, it's going to happen eventually. So. Yeah. A hundred percent. Parents humble you real quick. Oh. They're like, Hey, remember like, that one time they got really good memory, yes. really good memory. Of yes. <laughs> Listen, especially Hispanic parents. There's something about them that they like, they'll humble you real quick, real, real quick. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But I mean, I think it, you know, I think they say when, uh, a door closes like another one opens and I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney will, has spoken about it a lot of times in our podcast, but she was supposed to intern with the Colts and then because of COVID, it was eliminated and now she has, she's literally working at her dream company that she's been obsessed with since like forever and ever. <laughs> so, you know, I definitely, I've seen it happen in front of me where like it's definitely, it's, it all happens for a reason and yeah, you just got to trust the process for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, COVID, no one could predict that COVID was going to, you know, impact us as much as they did. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people have lost their jobs, but um, everything, I still believe everything happens for a reason. Um, and you just kind of 
have to trust that something's good's going to come out of it because it always does. It always does. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, Krista, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it was really nice talking to you and, and talking about NASCAR. Like I said, it's definitely something I'm going to start paying attention more to when the season starts again in February. Oh, mind you. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll see the tweets. I'll see the tweets. I'll be like, oh, yeah, hey. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much. I'm really glad we were able to, to talk about your journey and hopefully share it with our audience. I'm really excited. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm glad I could hopefully give some insight and, um, you know, anyone wants to reach out to me or have any more questions, you know, my DMs are always open. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was great. I loved like learning about your entire journey from the Pope to the NFL to NASCAR, like definitely a wild ride. Yeah, definitely very, um, very diverse <laughs> is what I like to say. So yeah.